Well, this morning, in my own meditation earlier, and we've been introducing for the last couple of months the action of service and bringing that, I don't want to say just that word, but what that action really is and how I've tried to share about what that is for me. Because I know a lot of times people look at service as a physical action where I look at it as a spiritual action regardless of what we do physically. Because we can be of service spiritually without even doing anything with the body. Just by focusing and opening to that movement of loving. Well, one, we're being of service to ourselves. By doing that, that's called meditation. That action of meditation is the first service we can do for ourselves. And in that is where the magic begins. But then it's also learning how to continue working with that and allowing that loving to not only serve you, but to begin to now overflow and to move into not only the world physically around you, but even spiritually. And the wonderful thing is, it's a process that takes place automatically of its own accord as we participate and allow it. It is one that's not necessarily, I say that because it can be, but it's not necessarily one that we have to consciously direct. And I say it that way because often when we begin to focus on the actions of service, or in some cases, prayer, a lot of people look at praying as a service. When they pray for others or pray for greater peace or pray for healing or pray for whatever it is. That can be a wonderful service that can take place as a movement of loving. But then can we do it in such a way that it's truly an action of loving and not one of our own ego or mind trying to control or manipulate things in the world or around us in ways we think would be for a greater good. And that's often the trick. And where people find themselves often in messes, thinking that they're doing good, but not realizing that in that doing good, sometimes the willfulness gets in there and creates a mess along the way. And so it's often tricky in how to approach actions of service or prayer. And which is why we haven't spent much time sharing about it here because we've really attempted to keep that primary service with the self as the main focus, which is that action of meditation. Because we know in the action of meditation, when we within ourselves can truly come to a place of surrender and neutrality, that in that place, that divine light of loving, who we are and that God is in us, now has freedom of movement and can begin now to express more directly and in accordance with the divine will, not our personal will. A lot of this journey that we call soul transcendence, soul liberation, 
is an action of really understanding and participating in that action and why we always recommend to give the time to give the focus to yourself first so you begin to not only benefit from that action of loving but also that you really begin to learn and to discover how that works in a truer way because believe me the world is backwards according to the way spirit really works. But when you begin to move into spirit because you've been so aware of living in the world a certain way, well, spirit will seem backwards because we've been used to living out of the ego that has a downward, outward push in a focus into the world. Where spirit has a focus of an inward, upwards pull to always bring the soul and the consciousness back to a place of realization of the I am that it is. And in truth, all of our life experience is a journey of really awakening to that greater realization of self, of that I am that is the divine. And so we need to make that our primary focus. That's why in here we say God first and God only all the time. Because when we really do that, not only are we going to know the truth of our oneness with God, but we're also going to know how that loving expresses and moves and can be of service to others in their journey of awakening to discovery as well. Because truly everybody's on a journey of awakening and discovery. We just don't know it until the day we do. For those of you who choose a pathway like we're doing here in ILM, well, in that choosing, there's a conscious participation now rather than an unconscious just responding or reacting to however life unfolds. And that's the big difference that we often don't realize the power and the tremendous action that's going on spiritually. And I say it that way because when you really begin to awaken and witness spiritually in those realms of spirit, it is tremendous and magnificent. But that's like trying to watch an amazing star show in another galaxy from the planet Earth. We can't see it. It's going on. There's some amazing things going on out there in the physical universe, but we can't see it from our perspective from where we're sitting. But if we can bring ourselves to that place where we can begin to view that which is taking place, well, then we can witness that greater action and magnificence. And so in meditation, that's what we're doing. We're moving that viewing point to that perspective in which we can begin to see and witness for ourselves. But it's often through the simple actions and day-to-day -day living that it takes place. And unfortunately, we often get too distracted and caught up in the day-to-day -day living that we really miss that greater movement 
in those spiritual universes. It's really just a matter of focus. Where we focus is where our awareness will begin to move to. It's as simple as that. Just as you can focus on my words as I'm speaking, well, if you could really follow the frequency of those words to that place from which they come or describe is where we can begin to move into the knowing of what that is. Everything in this universe is a frequency. And we can experience those frequencies that we choose to focus on. And so as we focus in meditation, as we share here in ILM, we're choosing to focus on that frequency of unconditional loving, that light and sound of God, and tune into that so that we can move our point of awareness and experience into that that is God and beingness and movement and expression. And in that movement, it does carry us, which is almost strange to say because if we look in this world of gravity, the body seems to be held down here. So for the gravity to be lifted, to be able to float or to fly, well, a lot of this journey inwardly, you've heard me over the years say, Karma's like gravity, it pulls us down. And so those gravitational pulls of our karmas, which is our own thoughts and feelings, our actions, our reactions, that's the gravity that pulls us down and holds us caught up in that polarity and gravitational pull so that we're not able to really begin to rise to that higher perspective, to see that greater magnificence. But it takes time. Realizing that it's in each attempt, day to day in meditation, focusing on that sacred name, that frequency of God, or loving and expression, is the ticket. The ticket out of here the ticket beyond gravity, the ticket to that greater liberation and loving that we're seeking and not even necessarily realizing. A lot of this is just giving ourselves the chance, but then it's not really chance when we take conscious action and effort and so that's a lot of it in here. In sharing, we speak about the spiritual pathway. We teach about the actions that can be taken to move into that experience. And we do what we can to give experience and application so that each of us can come to really know 
that it's really not just the words that we share here, but it's really that greater action and movement spiritually that is taking place. And so that's why it's often valuable to not only listen to the words as we share, but then to really look at this as an action, I like to say open-eyed meditation, where you begin to tune into that frequency with the words, because that frequency is really that greater action of spirit. And that's the true word, if you will. Not the physical words. Physical words only have power or substance according to what we give it spiritually. So we want to go beyond that physical part and into that spiritual power, in essence, that we give to the words. And that is a meditative action. And in that, the consciousness begins to move. And it is always in the movement that it stirs the soul awake to have more conscious knowing and understanding of what does lie beyond the physical. What lies beyond the physical? What moves through the imagination? What's really happening in our emotions? Where did all those thoughts come from anyway? Why do we think? What are these belief systems that tie together in the patterns that make up the way we live and in that how we experience and what we experience? What's beyond that? Well, that's the journey. That's the pathway. And that's what we're awakening and discovering as we move into the meditation and the spiritual actions that we share here to support that movement and meditation into the divine that we are. But it's a journey through all these other levels that we speak of, the physical, the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, and into the soul and spirit. It's like we have the diagram up here that we use of the spiritual realms. Because it is a journey. Just like in this world, to get from one place to another, there's a journey. But in that journey, in the movement, we have experience along the way. And it is that experience that's key to the soul's understanding and experience here. When you want to get from here to go to somewhere else, you can't avoid a movement. You're not just there. You've got to move and have experience. You cannot avoid that. Well, the same thing's true spiritually. To go from right here in the physical level through the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, and into soul and spirit, we can't avoid. Many people try they think getting on a spiritual pathway or journey is one of detachment where you to disavow or to detach and let go of all your physical belongings. And then after a while of doing that, you realize, oh, it's not about the physical. My belongings are no belongings. 
It's about letting go of my attachments, my thoughts, and my feelings. And so then we try to detach, get rid of our thoughts and feelings, try to stop judging. Good luck with that. Until eventually we realize it's just a struggle and a battle. And we realize when we participate in that battle, that's what actually keeps us caught up and attached in it. And that's how life works. There's nothing wrong with the struggle, the challenge of it all. Just realize at some point along the way there, you're going to realize that all you have to do is let go. Come back to your center at the soul. Not here. Here, the soul. You'll discover that's your source, your key, your point of reference, your tool, your action, your movement. All right here, the seat of the soul. When we go into meditation and all the time we say focused at the spiritual eye center here, the seat of the soul, that's your answer for any problems you have. Any challenges or struggles, that's the answer. Come back to the soul and give your soul some attention. And you will be pleasantly surprised that when you do that, all the troubles begin to dissolve and drop away. And those troubles and problems that maybe don't dissolve instantly, while well, we begin to see a way we can begin to take greater responsibility for those thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions and begin to take action in taking care of those. And it's in that taking care with loving that dissolves the other attachments that we're not able to let go of just during meditation. You can realize what I'm saying now. This is a way to make the spiritual journey simple. Just keep focused inside and loving God and letting go. And anything that does not dissolve be willing to participate with loving for in your participation that dissolving takes place. But that dissolving is one of fulfillment and learning. The soul came here to learn how to be a creator. And so we've created good and bad, positive and negative, and so now we're here to fulfill the learning of how to be a creator. And eventually we realize the path of fulfillment, both in learning and the fulfillment of the experience, is always done through loving and accepting. Always. And of course, a little bit of forgiveness can always help.
So realize the action of meditation itself really is the greatest service we can do. And why we will always recommend here to focus first in meditation. Make that the priority. Make that the primary action of service that you do. And when you do that, there'll be a point too where you'll begin to see now how to share that loving that you've been doing with yourself and God with others as well, the God within all. Then it's a service because now we're sharing in loving rather than trying to control or change or manipulate others or things around us. When we can live in that movement of loving, that which we would even want to change anyway will begin to because when we live in that place of loving, that which is within us and around us has to begin to alter itself to come into accordance with that loving from which we're living. But we have to bring ourselves there for that to take place. If we're ever focused out trying to change things in the world or change others, all we do is get in the way. We just don't allow that loving to bring about that reorganization within our consciousness and around us. So realize the way this works. As I said earlier, it's backwards from what we've been used to. We have to back into spirit until we turn around. And once we can turn around into spirit, then you'll see the world starting to turn around and come into alignment with the spirit you're living. But only so much. Just your own personal world. Because the world itself is set up in such a way that it's not necessarily meant to be in alignment with the action of spiritual loving that we're sharing here. That's a different light of spirit, a magnetic light, the light of polarity that the world operates by. And so we're in the process of living with the light of the Holy Spirit or the light of loving rather than that light, that magnetic light of the world. And it's often subtle to begin with, but over time you'll begin to recognize the difference. Just like we can see the northern lights on this planet, or you can see the lights out in the universe, all the stars emanate light. Well, so does spirit. But you see, this physical polarity is a reflection of the truth that is spirit. And in that reflection, it emits light as well. It can look like the purple light and the blue light. It can look like spiritual things. But yet if those spiritual things that it looks like 
is an expression of that magnetic light, well, that's not a light of loving. And following that light is not going to liberate the soul. It's going to lead the soul into yet greater experience. Another way of saying creating more karma. But if we ever pay attention, we'll begin to realize that pull of the polarity and eventually choose to let go. And automatically we'll begin to find ourselves being drawn back to that centered place, that neutral place. That's always the place we're going to find ourselves coming back to eventually. It's just a matter of when. But when you consciously choose, it can be much quicker and easier. And then that's living that choice, moment to moment, day by day. Until you find yourself now truly fulfilling your own life action. And in that, waking up and seeing and knowing the divine that you are. 